Really? <laughs> that's, that's how you're starting? Uh, well, after that, welcome everybody. Um, welcome to Bears on Film. Today, you may have gauged from the title of this episode, we're not talking about a new release because although, Billy, you have seen a new release this week, I, I refused to. That's right. I had trouble convincing uh, not just you but anybody to come and see Geostorm with me. Mm. And... Look, I mean, I don't like to throw words like right and wrong around, mm. but... Um, Ugly terms. Yeah, you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> right is definitely the only word. It was it was a bad movie. All right. uh, we, we might talk more about Geostorm <laughs> later, but what we did in the, uh, in the absence of a new release that we were both willing to pay for, um, Billy convinced me to watch a film that I actually have wanted to see since it came out in... What year, Billy? Uh, 2001, I believe. 2001. It's an Oscar winner, so you know that it's at least as good as Suicide Squad. What all filmmakers really shoot <laughs> That's for, isn't it? To be. Yeah. Um, so this is one of my all-time favourite films. You haven't seen it. And I have seen it. Well, you have now. <laughs> you have now. You hadn't. Uh, and we are talking about uh, Hayao Miyazaki's film Spirited Away. Now, so why hadn't you gotten around to this? Are you? Do you watch much anime or animation in general? I watch... A, I don't not watch it but i don't see a ton of it yeah but um, you had been wanting to watch this one yeah if you look at my my actual list which exists of films that i missed and really should get around to seeing spirited away was on that list just missed it it happens sometimes yep. things slip through the net now uh we haven't spoken yet about no i haven't thought. told you what i think of it so and you're, you've been nervous I, I have been because it's always that thing when you know you show someone one of your favorite films and you know, you sit there the whole time. I was texting you during it. It I was actually, really <laughs> aggravating. Yeah, you were streaming it from my server, so I actually, uh, I could see what time it was going to finish, and I set a little alarm in my phone to text yeah. you at that exact moment. It was which, creepy. Yeah. It was creepy. <laughs> um, but you still refused to say anything, so I guess let's Really, just to let's aggravate get to you. I, I pretended it was so that it would be like a big reveal now. Really, it was to aggravate you. Yeah. Because I'm that kind of friend. <laughs> so let's talk about what you what you did think of it. I enjoyed it. You'll be happy to hear. That is, I that enjoyed is this film. It was, it was further out there than I thought it was going to be. It's a strange movie. It's an odd film. Yeah, it's an odd film. There's nothing normal. No, going on with the main character. No. Well, and this is this is the thing. So I find this with a lot of non-Western animation. You know, we tend to think of anime like obviously there's the kind of outliers here. You've got South Park, Family Guy, those kind of things that are more geared to an adult audience. But generally here we tend to think of particularly animated features as being for children. And the interesting thing about Japanese culture is that it's, it's not that it's not for children because it kind of, a lot of Ghibli films are for children as well, but they, they don't, they're not afraid to do really different things. It's mm. not just your typical kind of, you know, Disney type story. They, they really try to say different things in their films. Yeah, so I, knew, I, really I actually love. knew... I knew about this film through reputation. I actually knew nothing plot-wise going in. I knew the main character was a girl. I didn't know that she got swept up into this sort of Narnia-like Yeah, it's extra... sort of the, the best comparison I've seen is like Alice in Wonderland. And it's very yeah. much like that yep. kind of story. It's not, there's not so much an overall plot as there is an overall world mm. and these different characters that she encounters throughout the world. Yeah. So she's in this... It's a bathhouse that she gets yeah. caught up in, which caters to gods. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, and it's weird. 
It is. It's strange, you know. I mean, going back to what I was saying before about how different, how they're not afraid to be different, you know. Like, I have a three-year-old daughter who, of course, loves Disney films, loves all that stuff. One of the good things we've tried to do is get her into other things as well. So she actually watches a lot of films from other cultures. And one day she was watching um, My Neighbor Totoro, which is another Studio Ghibli film, which is very much a children's film. But there's a lot of darker themes in it. She was watching it with my mother one day, her grandma, and she turned it off before the end because she was worried that the main character's mother was going to die. Hmm. <laughs> which, but I don't what, think she's okay with Bambi. It's, it's done in a much more serious tone than most Disney films. And, and she's oh, you know, you never know with those foreign films. <laughs> just a little bit of casual, casual racism. racism thrown in. She's in her 50s, so you, know, you forgive it. <laughs> we'll just do but, some casual ageism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, let's talk about the style and the the art of yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm into the the animation style. I think it's really engaging and well done. I love the fact that they're not in a. I was interested when I um, when I hit the when it play on the movie and it came up as being a tick over two hours. Hmm. I think like, yeah, which is not a long film, but it's a long animation. It is a long animation, um, and you really do tell the difference in. In a, in a film like this, compared to let's just say Disney, Pixar, whatever, um, they're really willing to take their time with certain scenes and even certain yeah. shots that they'll just hang on. Yeah, um, it's amazing the amount of love that has gone into making this movie, which goes into all movies. You know, like even even really bad movies, you have to sit there and think there were hundreds of people that sat there for hours and hours and worked on this. Yeah, but you know, Hayao Miyazaki personally approved every keyframe of animation in this movie like, which is insane it's it's very much done in that anime style where it's got these beautifully ornate painted backgrounds and sceneries and then the characters are much less detailed mm. but you know and anime is very clever the way they animate things where they will reuse a lot of things like they will hold on a shot for three four seconds and in that time the characters might not move at all if you look closely but, yeah, there was one point where I was like, is, is this buffering or something? Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh no, she's just... You know, it, it initially started as a cheaper way to do things because you need to draw less if you just hold something up on frame for less. And sometimes that's noticeable. Like if you ever watch old Pokemon or something, there will often be times where you can be like, oh, okay, they're just they're just trying to hold this for 20 seconds. <laughs> but in a movie like this, it's... Um, yeah, there's something different about it. And it really adds, I think, to the whole life of it and the way they've used music as well in those in those areas really really helps so the main character who's kind of dim <laughs> like we're not talking about this is not sorcerer's apprentice material she's yeah. not this gifted youngster who's she's not harry potter yeah which i've seen one harry potter film <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how good he gets <laughs> um she does do the kind of odd, amazing thing in a kind of Forrest Gump way where yeah. it's like, oh, wouldn't have thought you were capable of that. Yeah. And that's what's so lovely about this film is all the characters are kind of like that. It's not black and white. Like, none of the characters are there to be bad guys or there to be good guys. Or It's a really weird movie because it's almost like a slice of life kind of movie. You know, it's in some ways it's similar to something like, say, Clerks, where it's just these are these characters doing... They're regular things, except They're it's in a, doing a, it in a mythical bathhouse. Exactly, which is it's just fun the way that this kind of happens. Mm. Even yeah, even the the notional big bad of the film is someone who our little hero is willing to give lip to. 
Yeah. And she's not that scared of her after her first meeting. Yeah. Um, but she's a great bit of design as well, the bad. Oh, the, the, the design all over, even just background characters. There's one scene towards the start where she's first in the bathhouse, um, the main character, Chihiro. And she's in an elevator next to this kind of big... Walking man boobs. Yes, who has <laughs> these weird kind of... I guess the only way I can describe them is they're almost like tusks, but they're made of flesh. They're just yeah. like these big dangling pieces of flesh. And the character design throughout this whole movie is just gorgeous. It's lovely to see how much attention has gone into all the... Even just characters who you see in the background for a couple of seconds. It's just great. Yeah, it is interesting how much more tactile this feels. Mm. Like when, when you don't take the jump forward in technology... And you just with it. Maybe that's me just like, well, that's what I grew up with, and so it feels more real. But I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, was there anything you didn't like about the film? So, at the very beginning of the film, which is set in the real world before she kind of crosses over, um, her parents are wildly irresponsible people. They're terrible. They just like food. I'd do exactly the same thing. If I was in their position, if we were driving through the countryside and I smelt some dumplings, I would jump out that fucking window, run down the fucking hill and, and ram all of those dumplings into my body. So maybe maybe might be beef with that with kind of the beginning of the film is how she actually gets into See, I, th- I thought her parents were the most relatable characters in the film for me. <laughs> Even before they get to the dumplings. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. Like All I can think about is dumplings. flooring it up this dirt road to nowhere, and then, oh, let's just go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, your parents are terrible. Yeah, but it's almost kind of in that way, it's almost very... Um, a lot of those traditional classic children's stories, the par- you know, like, look at any Roald Dahl book, and... The adults, not just parents, any adult is, you know, like Willy Wonka is so fucking liable. He should be taken to court 20 also times a over. Killer. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I buy that theory. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it did. that didn't really bother me so much. Like, I'm by no means hung up on it. I just remember at the, watching it going, yeah, average parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I feel personally judged. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't think there's anything else that particularly um, bugged me about the film. One thing that I did keep, that did kind of occur to me fairly regularly was just wondering, what am I missing? Because I'm, I'm positive that I don't get the same experience out of watching Akira or Ghost in the Shell that a Japanese person does. Yeah, I've done a lot of reading and, and there are a lot of things, even just little things in the background that we don't pick up. And I think... Probably even more than that, even story-wise, there's probably a lot that we're missing out on just by not being a part of mm. that culture. One thing, just this has just occurred to me, there is a character in this film that took me out of it, and it's not the film's fault, it's not the character's fault, this is just completely on me. You know when the river god turns up to the bathhouse? And yeah, and ev- you think he's like a big... Everyone thinks he's a big filth monster. Yeah. All I could see was the Golgothan from Dogma. I can totally understand that, you know. And Dogma came first, so yeah. <laughs> yep, just blatantly stole from Kevin Smith. We're gonna we're saying that. <laughs> so Kevin Smith, you probably have a case on your hand if you'd like to sue. Yeah, bit of extra coin. <laughs> the other thing I really like about this movie is that no matter how kind of strange it is, it's also very clear. It's kind of it's just exactly what it is. It's just. I do love the fact that there's no attempt made to explain anything in this film. No, never. Like, you walk into this, crossover into this mythical land where there's walking toads and yeah. walking man boobs and walking other things. And despite the fact that it makes zero sense, yeah. to, well, to me anyway, and there's no explanation given, 
You just buy it. Well, that's it. often the less explanation is given for something, the more believable it is. Because the more you try to shoehorn an explanation in, the less things make sense. You know, like this was the problem with something like, you know, Midichlorians. <laughs> exactly. Whereas with something like this, if you just let it be, then you just kind of get sucked in there a bit more and you just believe that. You know, it's, it's mm. like Narnia. No one ever, they never tried to explain what Narnia was and where it was and how you got there through a fucking wardrobe. It was just this thing that just, and because of that, it's a lot easier to, you know, to get sucked into that world mm. and just feel with the characters and stuff. Yeah, I, th- I actually found it probably the most enjoyable thing about this film is just this two hours you spend inhabiting this space. That's it. It's pure escapism. You know? And this was the thing. When I saw Geostorm last night, like I love the movies. I go to the movies constantly and I, even bad movies, I usually find myself just engaged in. With Geostorm, I was, I actually pulled out my phone in the cinema and was on my phone. I was actually messaging you at one point. <laughs> and it's, that's when a movie is bad for me. Whereas something like Spirited Away, you know, I watched it at home on Monday night in preparation for this. I hadn't seen it in maybe about six months. I rewatch it pretty regularly. And even though I've seen it so many times, I was just there watching it. I just, you know, and that to me is the sign of a good film. You know, yeah. I had the same experience recently when I went and saw Mother. You know, that's again a weird film. There are parts of that that I found quite confronting but at the same time like i i could not move i was there and i was in it Hmm. Uh, one thing i like it i mean i'm convinced there's things culturally or otherwise that i'm missing about spirited away from my one viewing of it if there are other things to get out of this film that's great and that may well increase your enjoyment of it and increase your appreciation of it but it also works as like you can show this to your daughter yeah my daughter loves these kind of movies. She hasn't seen Spirited Away yet, but she's a big fan of Totoro, Ponyo, a lot of these Ghibli films. And there's nothing... What I love about Spirited Away is, like I said before when I was talking about Japanese films, it's it's not strictly for children, it's not strictly for adults, it just is what it is, and kind of, I feel like at any age there's something you can, mm. you can get out of it. So let's get down to... So, did you Did you open your IMDb app afterwards and give it a rating? I haven't rated it yet. Actually, is there a reason for that, or did it just no? I think I mind? just forgot to. So that was normally because normally I'm like straight on there to give yeah. something a score, as much as anything to remind myself that I watched that movie because years of alcohol abuse have done pretty bad things to my memory. So yeah, I haven't scored this film yet. So now I'm kind of on the spot. Why don't you give me a score, which is going to be high because it's one of your own type. <laughs> well, I mean, you, but just give me an extra and five also, seconds. I mean, here. you know, I'm you know, I'm generous because even Geostorm, I gave a three, Whew. which you would probably because I messaged you afterwards. It sounds I, like something I would. I give messaged a one you to. and I said, "Look, I think that join the one club." I said, "After you see this, you will have to reassess your Justice League score because it's definitely worse than that." And your response back was, "Well, then it would be a one." <laughs> <laughs> which, um. Look, so obviously this is what... For me, it's a 10 out of 10. I I cannot find anything to fault this film on. At the moment, I'm probably leaning 7 on it. The toss-up for me will be whether it'll be a 7 or a 6. It's definitely not an 8 for me. Now, you should see Billy's face. My my mouth is agape because I was not expecting as low as this. I thought this would be an 8 for you at least. Yeah, well, and let's keep in mind, like, it's probably... Let's say it's a 7. That's... I'm saying it is an above-average film. I'm saying I really like this film. 
I'm just See, not this is as where we, flagrant this is with, where my, we differ very <laughs> with my <laughs> scoring as you are. We're like, if I didn't fall asleep, that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. My nines are not that common. <laughs> All right. While you continue to talk, I'm going to open my IMDb app and see what I've rated a nine. And if they're really bad, I might just stop talking. <laughs> but you continue with So your... the only thing... So, yeah, like I said, this... I know it's a low score for you, and I'm of the opinion that giving a six or a seven is not insulting to a film. Like, I'm saying it's above average, and I enjoyed it. And while I did enjoy my time watching this film, it's probably not going... It's probably not a film that's going to stay with me for a particularly long amount of time, although I'm going to think of that often. I really enjoyed my time watching it. I really, really like the world they created for it, and I was happy. Wow. You sad all, all, all you've heard is, I hate this film. <laughs> well, looking at my... Okay, so there are only five other films that I have given a 10. Yep. Okay. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. That's not a 10. I mean, I love I love the Lord of the Rings films. Return of the King is not a 10. Empire Strikes Back. That's a 10. Silence of the Lambs. That's a 9 or a 10. My Neighbor Totoro, which you haven't seen. What's that? It's another Studio Ghibli film, which you should also watch at some point. And The Red Turtle, which you probably also haven't seen. I have seen The Red Turtle. You have. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hoity Toity. And what did you rate The Red Turtle? I believe I gave The Red Turtle a seven. But I'm, that's from, my, my, like I said, my memory's not great. You're useless. And then I'm not going to bother reading my nines because there's some trash just, in there. You're just going to judge me all over. Yeah. Let's deviate back to our little, our little side project here at Geostorm. Should anyone see this film? Look. That's a no. I'm a very positive person, and I'm not going to say that nobody should see it, because I'm sure that there's somebody out there who this film is for. Like, it's very hard for me to watch a movie and say nobody should see it, just because I love movies. That being said, don't see Geostorm. (laughs) Anybody out there, just don't see it, because the best thing about it is that it's short, but it's still not short enough. That's really what you want to hear about a film, isn't it? The best <laughs> yeah. thing about this film is that it's short. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you see Gerard's Butler's name... Gerard's Butler. <laughs> Gerard's. To be honest, if you see Gerard Butler's name on a film... Alarm bells Probably just don't go see that film. Mm. Is really, you know... I don't, and I don't dislike Gerard Butler as a performer. But my God, he will make anything. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. He's quite likeable as a dude. Um, but just don't go see a movie that he's in. No. You know? <laughs> if you want your Gerard Butler fix, just go watch fucking 300 or something mm. and then stop at that point <laughs> like he should have. I did. I, I quite liked Rock and Roller. I actually did not see that, but I have heard very good things about it. I wouldn't say very good. No? I liked it. Okay. That was um, Guy, Guy Ritchie, Ritchie, was it? Yeah. yeah, it was kind of him going back to his roots. Right. Yeah. Because I, I like... Guy Ritchie never saw the Sherlock films because they didn't really interest me. I don't mind them; they're all right. I yeah. did not see the new King Arthur because yikes, <laughs> that did not look good. <laughs> see, that's one that I would probably enjoy. I bet you would. <laughs> I bet you would. I uh, yeah, I was actually hanging out to see that at the cinemas and just didn't get a chance. But yeah. I will watch that at some point. All right. So, Spirited Away. If you haven't seen it, I recommend jumping on Billy's bandwagon and seeing it. It's worth watching, and um, it's worth rating a nine at least. Hmm. So anyone who doesn't give it a nine, <laughs> no, just don't not listen, a good, not don't a listen to Topa. He's a sack of shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so go see Spirited Away. Yeah, do. Yeah, just go watch any movie. Just go watch a movie. 
Just not Geostorm. Just not Geostorm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. See you, everyone.